You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Wow, GP, it is great to see you. It's been a while since you've been around. How are you? Good, good. A little sore, but good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you very much. Bruce, nice to see you. How are you today? Healthy and alive. Um, enjoying, enjoying a wonderful, you guys can't see it, but it's been raining for the last like 24 hours. It's been fantastic. Actually, I was, I was it's been admiring, raining here too. I was actually, I was admiring the paint job on the wall. Who did that? Did you contract someone to do that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Anyone that's been listening for the last uh, couple of weeks, Bruce moved into a new house and he, unfortunately, the poor guy had to repaint the entire inside of the house. I think almost single-handedly, didn't you? Um, I, I had some help. GP, you're going to love this. You're, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. This is something out of the World Economic Forum, you know, the um, the degenerates down mm-hmm. there in Davos, Switzerland, that are all about this great reset. And they were doing a thing yesterday on how great it is that someone has developed a, a gender-neutral set of playing cards and how they were... Yeah, they were they were playing cards and they noticed the inequalities and they they just they decided to, you know, create the, a new deck of cards based on something that would be gender neutral. She realized that she was giving value to a king and then to a queen who was less than the king. And then, of course, the jack who was less than the queen. And she realized, wait a minute, what am I even saying? Uh, well, honey, you're saying what is normal. That's what you're doing. Uh, but you've been twisted into this abnormal way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So she decided to change everything f- from king queen and jack to gold silver and bronze to be more inclusive so gold's better than bronze apparently but but see that there's is no, so mineralistic there's no I mean, gender inequality one, yes but now there's mineralism that is so mineralistic of you i need to say one mineral is greater than another mineral I need you know, to laugh and you've you've accomplished that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It, it is terrible. It is literally terrible. But anyway, all right, I tell you what, let's get into some stuff. Since you're here uh, and mm-hmm. you are uh, you're our, our lovely California correspondent, uh, you're in the heart of Los lovely. Angeles. Lovely. Thanks. L- lovely. Yes. You're in the heart of Los <laughs> Angeles. Your governor oh. out there, Gavin Newsom, ha- who has somehow or another, I think he's avoided the recall. Is that right? Have you heard anything on that? Yeah, it looks like it so far. Yeah, okay. he's, he's been pretty good at avoiding it because he gets to make the decision whether he gets to or not, I guess. So, we'll uh-huh. see. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, he has decided to lift the stay-at-home order, oddly mm-hmm. enough, uh, now that Biden is in office. And so, yeah, there's there's no evil Trump there anymore. And so he's decided to lift it uh, across all regions tomorrow based on data that's not publicly available. And some people mm-hmm. are accusing him of playing politics. Wherever would they get such an idea? Well, you know, because they were looking at doing the recall and he said, well, you know what? If you don't recall me, I will open up the state. That's the hidden evidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, yeah, that's right. The, uh, if, you, I guess- if you get rid of me, the state might close again. So if you keep me, you'll keep we'll keep the state open. I guess so. 
Uh, but it's it's been based off of, uh, well, all the lockdowns in general for the last couple of months have been based on, well, the hospital is becoming overwhelmed and the ICU units are surging and, yeah, there's deaths well, everywhere. Which science are they going with? Uh, whatever they have that morning when they were drinking their coffee. But oh, okay. they they were saying just literally just a week ago, it was literally just a week ago saying that California had the deadliest day in its history or something. They were literally mm-hmm. just saying that last week. Mm-hmm. We need to kill more more people. So we need to open up. Oh, you need to open up. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah OK. Yeah. Actually, that that's a good point because it could go either way. See, when when there's when there's a virus loose like that and you're all closed off and shut in, if you will, and not uh, out spreading it, when you do come out, it's going to spread. It, you know, it, you're going to have it spread a lot more, a lot quicker. So it's possible more people could end up with it and you get more positive tests. So there's Actually, one of two things that are happening here. Maybe he's legit opening it up because politics or he's opening it up and is going to say, oh, look, it's going nuts again. We have to shut down again. So, well, uh, I, don't I think it goes. I think you could tie in the World Health Organization here, too, because they just said one hour after Biden was inaugurated, one hour, they said, you know, these PCR tests, they they are about 97 percent inaccurate when it comes to giving a false positive. Ninety seven percent of the time they give false positives one hour after the inauguration. They say that. And they also said that the numbers are going down. Infection uh-huh. rates are going down. Uh huh. Gee, I, it's funny how that works. That's that's really funny how that works. It's um, amazing. January after the twentieth, the virus decided. You know, because he's the virus is anti-Trump. You know that, right? Well, it is. You, it's anti-Trump. You've interviewed and it, it's, right? I, I have, yes, met many times, and I think you've even okay. you actually brought it to us. You brought COVID nineteen yeah, to yeah. us for, for <laughs> yeah. and. You know, I was actually I was saying last week, I said, where's GP? I said, I need to bring GP back over here because every time you're here, you notice I get sick after you leave. So I'm convinced <laughs> yeah. you're bringing something with you when you come here and we go to like dinner and all that stuff. And I'm like, I get it sick was only every time. Smallpox. Yeah, I know. It's just that pesky <laughs> thing. Yeah. God, it's small. Yeah, it's small. Yeah, it's, it's hardly noticeable. Yeah. But the um, the thing that is amazing to me is not only is it anti-Trump, it's also mm-hmm. it, it knows exactly what time to come out and what time mm-hmm. to go back in. So it knows not to come out between the hours of uh, what is it, 5 a.m. and 10 p.m. It knows not to come out at that time, oddly mm-hmm. enough. Vice versa. Yeah. Vice yeah. versa. Yeah. And then it comes yeah. out 10 at 10 p.m. to 5. It, yeah. Oh, wait, oh no, right, right, right. Yeah. It's coming out at 10. Well, you know, the, the freaks come out at night. And um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, Corona's a freak. It is. And this is why we always see Dr. Fauci in the middle of the night giving speeches instead of during the daylight hours. (laughs) Well, no, it's because the sun burns his skin. Uh, What? (laughs) (laughs) Multiple churches. I don't know. Yes. What? Yeah. Multiple, multiple sources uh, say that uh, Governor Gavin Newsom will lift the stay at home order on all regions of California tomorrow. All counties will go back to their tier system. I didn't know you guys had a tier system. Most fear system? Re- yeah, we have a fear system. Yeah, the, yeah. You got a fear system. Just we have like highest the fear, purple fear, red yeah. fear. Most fear. will return to the purple tier, allowing the reopening of outdoor dining and indoor salons. Well, I guess he can go back up to the French laundry then, can he? Well, because well, th- he's got to get it. his family needs a haircut and they need to go out to dinner. So he needs to re- right. re- open right. it up because they have a big plan. There's a family gathering. Pelosi's coming down with the rest of the crew. Right. And uh, they're going to go out to eat. And then once they, they're, they're only going to be here for like, I, I guess, a couple weeks. And then they're going to be leaving. So that's when the lockdowns will happen again. Yeah, oh, they right. need to open. Yeah, they need to open everything up for uh, for because Nancy does not want to have another incident with the hair thing. Oh no! no well, see, <laughs> GP, you're looking at that all wrong. She was set up in all of that. Right, right. She right. She, she was set up. set up. 
which by the way, that salon is now out of business. So really? they say, yeah, that's now out of business. Seriously. Wow. Yep. You didn't know that? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did it, go out out, did it go out of business because it didn't get any PPP funding? Well, that, like, bi- well, it was like that, the uh, French also- laundry getting nine million. Yeah, right. And his own, yeah, and Newsom's own wineries, yeah. Yeah, the, um, the chubby whatever it is. Yeah, with 13, yeah, Jack yeah, with 13 or employees. Jack or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, no, that salon went out of business because they were forced to close. It wasn't a matter of getting PP, uh, uh, PPP money. They just mm-hmm. had to close. They were underwater on everything, so they, they, they okay. went out. So uh, I guess they uh, they decided uh, they, the decision to open up was based off of the ICU projections for the next four weeks statewide. But the data is apparently not publicly available. So, yeah, how- I always trust data. I trust data that's not publicly available. Don't you, how- don't you Bruce? No, no, I don't. <laughs> this is- that's, that's what the no. lockdowns have been. It's been data that's not available. Well, yeah. I, he was being facetious, and I, I I wasn't willing to jump on board with that. It, no, it, this is uh, – I had a statement I was going to go on and the tirade. Well, all, and just, all states are opening up, right? All these states that have, been locked down, that have been locked down are now opening up. New York's opening. Chicago's opening. Uh, Michigan is opening. California's opening. All of them are now opening up. Nevada, right? Las Vegas. Apparently, the stu- I was talking a little bit about this yesterday. The student suicide rates in Las Vegas are so high – that they actually made an arbitrary decision to say, get these kids back in school because they're not around each other. No one's around each other. The, the kids have, feel like they have no future. So they've decided to reopen the public schools in Las Vegas and throw all this stuff out the window because it's just it's lunacy. All this stuff is just it, it's lunacy. And uh, what's and we're going to get into some European stuff here in a minute because the Europeans are th- they're pissed. They, they are pissed. Uh, all these countries are doing their own things. Uh, I mean, it's it's going on again today in the Netherlands. Uh, they're kicking off up there. Uh, yesterday, it was it was pretty bad. The day before that, last night, the Danish right De- in the country of Denmark, the protesters were standing out in front of their parliament building, burning an effigy of the prime minister right out in front of the parliament building for everybody to see. So, uh, again, people are people are upset. You know, they're they're pretty mad. And Schwab was right back in October when he said that um, you're going to see a more angry population. Well, of course you are. Of course you are. We're not designed to be locked down. We're sick of this. That's what you're going to see. But there's going to be a pushback. There's going to be a pushback. They're going to come back with something else. At GP, you and I were yeah, yeah, right. That's what they're trying to do with these uh, these, these uh, mutations and all that crap. Well, they're going to just tell people that masks don't work. Well, yeah, but they don't work anyway. We know that we've known that from the start. They they were honest about it and but they were upfront they're, about it. Now they're in telling the people. Now they're telling people again. They're telling people, oh, masks aren't going to work against this new virus. So these lockdowns are going to be mandatory. Well, yeah, but the lockdowns are meant to never end. That's it, though. That's that's what it's about. It's like the, the, you get as soon as you get to one point, as soon as you do what you're told in this, as soon as you capitulate to that, then it becomes something else. And then it's something else. As soon as the lockdowns happened, everybody was told, oh, well, just wait for a vaccine. It, so once we get a vaccine, then that's it. It's, it's fine. We'll, we'll move on from there. The vaccine comes. Mutations here. No, sorry. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing we can do now. Now we need vaccinations, but you're still going to have to lock down. You're still going to have to social distance. You're still going to have to wear masks and you're going to need to do this this travel passport now. And you're going to have to be vaccinated before you can travel. And it, it's always the next thing. So it, it doesn't mm. matter. They can throw out this stuff. If this was as bad as what they're telling people, as you were, you and I were talking on the phone earlier, mm-hmm. if this is as bad as what they're telling people, these jokers wouldn't be out there living their lives. They wouldn't be out there. They'd no. be living in, in protective bubbles themselves. They wouldn't be moving at all. No, they wouldn't. 
Uh, I, I remember what my argument was going to be about the whole lockdowns now. Um, opening things up and saying our, the, the non-public data, um, this is the middle of the flu season. This is when we start seeing the highest spikes of death from influenza is this time period. And yet they're saying that the projection for the next four years is going to be low. Uh, influenza season? Hello? This is, no, this is when it's the highest. This is when you see those 95% capacities and all that kind of stuff is during this time. Nine out of 10 Fauci doctors agree that the coronavirus kills the flu virus. <laughs> Nine out of 10 Just Fauci you know. doctors. <laughs> Are those Agreed. the ones? Are those the ones that have been bought off by the uh, by, by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Is that is that, are those the ones? Just as this is a little slight coercion, doesn't mean that their opinions aren't valid. Yeah, Come that's on, true. that's true. And you know, I do have I do have some audio here from Newsmax uh, talking about. Do you guys think? Do you you guys want to play this? Do you want to play this? Sure, let's go. All right. This is a clip from Newsmax talking about uh, Dr. Fauci and talking about Bill Gates um, and giving an opinion on what's going to go on with uh, the reopenings in these schools. And, you know, you make the decision as the uh, as the listener. You make the decision on what uh, what you think about this. In, in the fall, what do you yes. think about that from the president making it very clear that he wants schools to reopen? And in fact, there could be negative outcomes from for those that don't. Well, one, we should definitely open up the schools and we need to stop listening to Dr. Fauci, who is funded by Bill and Melinda Gates. And all of your listeners know this. I know this. You know this. We all know this. But Jeffrey Epstein's not a good man. And uh, Bill Gates spent a lot of time with Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. So I don't think we should be listening to a pedophile for how to treat our kids, period. And that we shouldn't be listening to people who spend time with pedophiles as it relates to our kids. So if Bill Gates wanted to watch my kids as a babysitter, I wouldn't let him do it. I'm certainly not going to use a vaccine he recommends. And Bill Gates has asked Dr. Fauci to serve on his board for the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation so stop listening to bill gates and dr fauci they are corrupt individuals and bill gates hangs out with pedophiles consistently why would he hang out with epstein why would he do that it's sick okay all right clay uh, clark thank you for coming on so basically um thank you for your opinion we appreciate you uh sharing your thoughts and uh, have a nice day we're not going to go any further on that that's basically what's being said there um basically what we've been saying this entire time it's just Finally, one of the corporate medias are saying it. Yeah, I know exactly. it's technically a, a small yeah, one of corporate. It's alternative, you know, but now do you see? Yeah, now do you see why CNN publicly says we want Newsmax taken off the air because of that yeah. right there? Because of that. Yeah. All right. So let's get into what's going on in the Netherlands. All right. Clashes, arsons, mass arrests as riot police struggle to contain anti-lockdown rage in the Netherlands. Yeah, the Dutch aren't happy. Now, I will say you had a lot of peaceful people out there. I saw a lot of videos. There's a ton of videos coming in from the Netherlands I've been watching. And you do have a lot of peaceful protests. You genuinely do. But you also have some Asian provocateurs in there. You have a lot of, shall we say, um, youths that have come in and they have um, capitalized on that. They've uh, opportunistically injected themselves into this and they're doing things to make it look pretty bad. So they're going out there and they're rioting, they're uh, they're looting stores, they're smashing up uh, property, they're stealing police vehicles and driving off with them while the police are running after them. It's kind of funny, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't advocate for that. Uh, I don't advocate for the destruction of private property, uh, anything like that, because you're trying to, by, by the displaying your peaceful civil disobedience, you're trying to send a message to the government that you're sick of this. You go out there and you 
loot a business, you burn a business down. This is exactly the same stance that we were taking back in uh, the early months of uh, May and June when you saw Antifa and BLM advocating for the uh, the riots across the U.S. And so this is no different. This is no different. This is not any better because, look, we're trying to build up the communities. We're not trying to tear them down. I mean, the, the people that are in these governments are doing a damn good enough job tearing our communities down as it is. We don't need to be out there advocating to uh, to loot stores and to burn down businesses and to steal police vehicles. That just makes everything look bad. So you're no, giving the people in government justification for the actions that they're taking, which they have no business to do in the first place. Go ahead. It, protests are also about trying to garner attention and other people to support you, right? You, you need more supporters when, when you're out there doing that. If you're out there rioting and destroying private property or, you know... <laughs> You're not going to, you're making life harder for others. Thus, people are going to be like, yeah, we're not on board with that. We're not on board with the violence. We're not on board. So keeping it peaceful, you're going to get people to listen to you more, to your to your arguments or to your perspective. And uh, you'll you'll garner more, more uh, favor that way than destroying things. So yeah, keep it, it also, yeah. And it also goes to attacking the police. They're up there attacking the police, too. What are you doing? What, what are you doing? You, you don't go out there and square off against the police. That's what they want you to do. They want you to go out there and clash with the police, because if you're clashing with the police, you're not going after them. You're not unifying and going after the problem. And I'm not talking about the governments. I'm talking about the people that have made these governments. I, I, I don't know. I Honestly, I don't know what it is. How bad is it? I, I really want to know that. I genuinely don't know. I mean, I know it's bad, but I want to know how bad it actually is. How bad is it? How much are you in hawk to these these elites? Uh, that's what I want to know. That's causing people, uh, these governments to behave this way. That's what I want to know. GP, you got a thought on that? No, <laughs> right. they're only in debt enough to their to their luxuries. We all know all our politicians are bought and paid for. The ones that aren't have left. I mean, I'm sure there's a few true, you know, politicians out there. I mean, what's going on in Poland right now? What's going uh, that's, on? That's interesting. Poland. We talked a little bit about Poland yesterday. All their businesses there mm-hmm. decided they were going to open up simultaneously, which is what the English are organizing right now, along with the Northern Irish uh, and mm-hmm. the uh, the Welsh. They're organizing to reopen. And 24 hours after the Polish said. The hell with all of you in these these lockdowns and in governments and all the mm-hmm. rest of you. The government said, all right, yeah, there's not much we can do. Uh, we, we need to get on with it then. So they lifted all the lockdowns. They lifted all the uh, uh, all the, the regulations and, and all the rest of it. And mm-hmm. now people are back to, to normal. The Polish are partying. The Italians. We'll talk about Conte. Conte is resigning tomorrow. He's resigning. Awesome. I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, shocking. right. The Austrian <laughs> government is on the verge of collapse. It's on the verge of collapse and not into anarchy, not into anarchy. Well, yeah, that's, I was going to say, what's going on over there that's no, causing that? It's, I mean, it's it's exactly this. It. It's exactly this. You've got people that are standing out there that are demanding that the government resign and to have new elections and to have uh, okay. and to have new leadership that's going to stop this. And what's being done to the poor people down there? Oh, well, uh, if you if you get rid of the government, one of your cities are going to get nuked. What is this? 1968? I mean, this is ridiculous. It's They're going to nuke ridiculous. a city. Honestly, okay. That's what's being put down there is propaganda pieces. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Okay. I personally, I could be, and I hope to God I'm wrong, but I personally, I don't put it past these so-called elites. I don't put it past them. They're that insane for what they're doing. I don't put it past them to to try something that sinister, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, I could see maybe like 
an EMP or a cyber attack or something that too. like that. Schwab's not, talked about it. an actual, yeah. I, I wouldn't, as far as an actual nuke on the surface, you essentially render that area uninhabitable for... Okay, fair point. I, I, I see what you're saying. Also, an EMP would do more damage or knocking out the power grid would do more damage than any nuclear bomb could. That's that's true, with a, without a doubt. But yeah, I, I just, I don't see a way for... Like, for example, let's say all the European countries finally stand up and say, that's enough of this. We're going to open our businesses, which the French, they're they're on the verge of doing that, too. So let's say that they're all going to do this. Right. Then what? You know, they're not going to go away. They're going to come back with something else uh, and it's going to be worse. Are they going to knock out people's power? Are they going to knock out your resources? I, I don't know. But that is not something that you should go to sleep on. Don't win on opening your businesses and, th- and then say, oh, that's OK. Now we're all going to go back to life as normal. And don't think these governments are going to just take a step back. They're not. They're not. Once this particular victory is had, people must march on. We have to move further. We have to go further with it. All this stuff that's associated with this, all the people that have been associated with this, that have brought us to this point, have to be dealt with. That's how it has to be. All of it has to be addressed. Here in the U.S., that's a shortcoming of the the Republican Party. Typically, if they do make a move, it's usually just enough to appease the people, uh, you know, their constituents to get themselves re- uh, reelected. But no action is actually... The Republican Party had power, like all, you know, the, the, the House, the Senate, and the White House. The Democrats they had... They had nine legislative seats at the state level. It was the first time in 100 years the Republican Party had that much power. And what'd they do? Nothing. 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 Yeah. And they had the potential to make this country a a more free, reduce taxes. I mean, they could have done a ton of good for the nation. But you're on the assumption that there's two parties and it's just not two flavors of the same group. Oh, no, I'm I'm my point in saying that. Is I, I don't believe there are two real distinct parties. I think they're all just part of the same group. And it's, you have to be the bad guy this year. You're going to be the good guy this year. And that's not, how it is. I'm not in disagreement. I'm just saying that the the quote unquote image that we have in here in the United mm. States of what the Republican and the Democrats are. Republicans never live up to whatever they say they're going to do. Democrats always do or, you know. At least try to. Well, we see that all the corporations are behind the Democrats and the Republicans just follow suit. Just it's a lot of lip service. Oh, we're going to change this. We're going to build a freaking wall. We're going to do this. It doesn't happen. Not to the level I mean, I mean, they, I mean, there was a big giant wall built around a lot of people's houses. But, you know, and a, and a lot okay. of a lot, a lot of houses of Congress and, and such. And yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's walls built around those. That's that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. So is is Biden going to be continue to be racist and keep the wall up? Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. But there's a group of people out there. I don't know if you've actually heard this, GP. There's a group of people mm-hmm. out there that are not very happy with him. And uh, what? Yeah, they're not very happy with him. <laughs> As a matter of fact, on Inauguration Day, they decided that they were going to go out into uh, Portland, Oregon, d- into downtown, and they were going mm-hmm. to literally smash up and vandalize, and they did everything short of torching the place to the ground of the uh, the Democratic Party headquarters in mm-hmm. downtown Portland. Yeah, they're they're not very happy. Um, and you might be thinking, well, it's those damn Proud Boys, right? No, 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 no. It was a group called Antifa. Proud Boys. Proud them? Boys are multi are multicultural. It's a multicultural organization. Yes, and their leader is a Cuban immigrant. You couldn't make it up. I know the group that smashed up uh, the uh, Democratic Antifa? Party national headquarters. Yeah, it was Antifa. They're, they're not very happy uh, with him. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I, okay, for and against Antifa. Antifa does stand for anti-fascist, correct? 
I'll play. Yes. <laughs> You're going to play? All right. I'm going to take weird angles that GP's going for for 200. Okay. Do we not agree? Or can you say that the government is fascist? That the U.S. government is fascist? Do, uh, they, what do is, they control business? Uh, what is corporate fascism? That's my answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is corporate fascism? That's not an answer. But yeah, that is the answer. What is corporate fascism? We are a corporate fascist country. Yes. 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 And they're trying to do that across the board in every nation. And and Antifa is fighting against that. <laughs> um, it's a stretch, but okay. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, that is they're a long They're doing more shot. than the Republican Party's done the last four years. But I don't support the violence. I do not support the destruction of businesses. I do not support that at all. Well, here's the thing, though, and, and I, I'm inclined to agree with you, but you can't have your cake and eat it, too, with people that are like that. From What's e- from wrong either- with having cake and eating it? What is wrong with that expression? Well, you can't. You can't you have can't. your cake. And, here's a cake. You can't eat. GP, we're talking what? about. Yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about political violence. I don't condone any kind of political violence, no matter where it comes from. No matter where it comes. I from. I don't either. And the thing is, is with these groups, there is mm-hmm. no such thing as no political violence. They are based on political violence. The groups themselves mm-hmm. are from from any side. I don't care if it's right or left or or whatever. The actual militant wings of these political movements are based in violence. Do you remember that one time a government was overthrown by nonviolence? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll wait. I need the. Uh, I'll wait. I'll, I'll I need wait. I need the Jeopardy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I need the Jeopardy thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, on the surface, I agree with you with the Antifa argument. On the surface, mm-hmm. the the problem I have with Antifa is they're anarcho communists. Yes, I know that that's a difficult. They are not really anti fascist. They are anarchists. Yeah, yeah. They just. Okay. I don't think they're communists either. I, I think they're just anarchists in general. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're just all out. Well, Boogaloo's are like that too, aren't they? They're just anarchists. They're they're accelerationists. They're not really. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, so Boogaloo and Antifa claim to be opposite side of the spectrum, though they're both anarchists. One, the Boogaloo claims to be, uh, I believe, the anarcho capitalists, whereas the other Antifa is anarcho-communists. So but they're technically the same, but on opposite sides of the spectrum. Uh, okay. I've heard say. Yeah. I've heard of anarcho-capitalists though. We've talked about them before and the anarcho-capitalist. That's an absolute free market is an anarcho-capitalist. Yeah. yeah. It it's an absolute free market. Has, government has no control. Over no, the market. no control. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's let's switch back here to uh, to a pro- uh, to something. You had to step away because you had a phone call. Uh, but I wanted to ask yes. you about this. The CBS, the illustrious CBS network in the U.S., the Communist Broadcasting Service. Yeah, yeah, that one. They say that okay. the uh, their medical their medical editor says that Americans should wear two face masks to mm-hmm. protect to to fully ensure mm-hmm. uh, that they they get protection against mm-hmm. COVID nineteen. Two face masks. Did they? They also had a link. I saw that. They had a link to where you could purchase these face masks. <laughs> where you could buy the, the two of them yes. together? Yeah, they, like, they, so- they could link. The, yeah, they had, they had a link that you clicked on their site. And a small portion of the amount of money that they make goes directly to building new swimming pools for their corporate executives. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure. And I, I think that that new $34 million mansion that Bill Gates just bought on the ocean front, uh, which mm-hmm. with rising sea levels and all, I don't think that came with a pool. So he, he might need mm-hmm. one there. Yeah, he, might, he might need one. Yeah. Did you hear? You the know, he owns the most farmland. Yeah. He's one of the largest yeah. owners of farmland. Yeah, in the yeah, country. yeah. 
Yeah, Actually, he became the largest. Yeah. Well, he's got to deal with yeah. Monsanto. He's going to give you that GMO food, and then after hey, you get sick I'm from pro the G- GMO, man. I know. After you get sick from that GMO food, he's got a vaccine ready to sell you. So, oh well. Now that I'm, I'm sorry, not into ready to give you because he's a he's a generous philanthropist. You see, sorry, Bruce, go ahead. So whatever I was going to say, what were we talking about before that? <laughs> I don't know. GP likes to cut in there and and just wreck everybody. It's like when GP starts, you just need to play like the record squealing because it's like your 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 train of thought just stops. What were we talking about before that? That that we we were talking. We were talking about the uh, the anarcho capitalist, and then uh, I transferred to the uh, the masks and the two masks. I bet you were going to talk about the electrostatic barrier. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that if you've heard the the scientific explanation of those masks, according to this, this, uh, listen to this, GP. Yeah. So the you're you're supposed to wear the cloth mask first, okay, mm-hmm. and then you take the surgical mask and you put mm-hmm. over top of that. Now mm-hmm. the two together creates static electricity and it causes an electrostatic repulsion of the virus. So it keeps the virus from being able to penetrate that barrier because of electrostatic. Charge. But are you using rose crystals to keep the healing going, or are you using malachite to allow you to magnetize? The mass scenario. I, I'm yeah. confused. Uh, yeah, uh, it, that's the level. I mean, of, if Mercury's in retrograde, will that also affect it? I, you know, uh, it could also affect uh, where the moon's position as well. You know. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. Part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to ensure the mm-hmm. full science. Yeah. Of this mm-hmm. electromagnetic theory mm-hmm. of a compound that's in all of your days, in all of your days, and mm-hmm. all of your experience in your profession, have you ever heard of mm-hmm. anything so ludicrous? Okay, actually, no, no, I, I actually have. We do have that. It's metal. We do have metal, metal infused uh, materials, a copper, especially specifically. Copper, yeah, or um, silver. Yeah, I've that's heard actually, actually used silver too. too. Silver too. Yeah, that's that's relatively new. But copper's been used for an extended period of time. It's a generally a third world backwater places that we get this, but it's an antimicrobial. But yeah. Okay. So yes, CB. I've heard. No, absolutely. But okay. It, it is theoretic. Right. Theoretically, it is possible if. If it wasn't so Not, ridiculous coming from these, if people. it wasn't yeah. that the it's because of the type of cloths you have to consideration the materials of the cloth. What kind of materials are you using? Are you using organics or synthetics? Uh, what kind of paper masks are we referring to? Are we referring to what kind of products are used in these masks? And will there be an electromagnetic charge created between the two? You know, you've taken you can take a rubber balloon, right? You know, you ever done that? Take a rubber yeah. balloon, rub it on your head, stick it to the wall, electromagnetic charge. You know, rubbing your feet on carpet, blah blah blah. Similar process, but you have to look at the materials that are being used. I mean, if one is conduct, if it's completely conductive and it's attached to your face. Guess what your body's going to do the rest of that electromagnetic charge? Oh, unless yes. you're wearing rubber shoes. And then there's a whole other thing. Yeah, to go along with yeah it, so. it grounds you, dissipates. Grounds you, dissipates, charge. right. So, grounds, yeah. And to your point, there would be, there is a process to do something like that. We do have mm-hmm. filtration systems that use electrostatic mm-hmm. charge. But whether or not you can charge a virus, uh, I, I don't know if you can change the polarity. Okay. What's, okay, here's the thing. There's equal and opposite reactions. Because so not only could it possibly blow out what they're saying the virus is, it could also be a magnet because you can have both effects. Mm -hmm. So it's actually an attractant. You know, we're we're ignoring two positively charged water molecules or negatively charged molecules. We're ignoring something very important here. Go ahead. We're talking about all these things about what works and what doesn't work. And we're, I mean, we're, we're ignoring the fact that masks don't work against COVID-19. I don't know what conspiracy theorists. <laughs> <you become. laughs> 
I couldn't. I was trying to keep a straight face. I, was I know you were. I know you were. You were trying there for just a second. You're, <laughs> you had that look on your face. That was very much like the dad, you're in trouble face. But I'm yeah. trying not to laugh. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah, you, are, you are so in trouble, Mr. Yeah. Or Mrs. I'm sorry. I don't know your pronouns today. I'm afraid, GP, since you don't know the proper pronouns, you can no longer go onto the White House website <laughs> And put forth a complaint because they ask you for your pronoun when you go to the White House website. Mm -hmm. Apparently, that's democracy. I'm not sure how that works, but I know it's it's ridiculous that yeah they spend all this time and money to yeah that was a day one decision that uh, the President Biden mm. made. It's day one, you know, it's priority. Specifically, do we have any information? Uh, uh, a side note: I was going to ask you guys on you know HHS, you know the, the Trump thing he did. This is only because it's hitting to a lot of people. Is on the diabetes thing, as because it was to do a reduction on the on the cost of di on insulin. Yeah, they we were appealing that. Yeah, yes. we talked is about that, that yesterday a little bit. That was <laughs> yeah, Bruce. You looked into that. They did do a repeal on the Trump order to actually mm -hmm. reduce the cost of insulin and epipens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's now so going true. to skyrocket. Yeah, that was an executive order Trump did. That was that's the focus is it was trying to curb the cost of that. And day one, Biden got rid of it. So, OK, I, I was curious. I, I know a few people that are suffering and that was going to be a big boon for them. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Hey, you know what? My 30 day trial of 2021 is almost up. And, uh, I'm or? not really enjoying. I'm not enjoying the content. Yeah. Okay. So how? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want that back? Yeah. Okay. Can we go straight to 2022? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, GP. This might help you uh, if you mm -hmm. are. Since we're talking about COVID and everything, I mean, vaccines are are a big thing, and we can talk a little bit about vaccines if you like. Mm -hmm. Washington D.C. If you want a, a COVID vaccine in Washington D.C., you get a free bag of weed with uh, with your COVID vaccine. So if you go and you get a COVID shot, you get a free bag of marijuana. What do you think about that? Okay, I don't even know if you, you you're even joking or not. I wish I was. I, I wish I was. <laughs> okay, After selling what is that saying about the societal norms? I understand. So that's like saying a free. Imagine imagine them saying with every vaccine you get a free bottle of wine or vodka. Or whiskey. Would we as a society be, it would be abhorrent to this situation? I mean, we, we, this is horrific. It is. It is. So this is what they're saying. They say after after selling the public the idea that the vaccine will somehow liberate the people from the authoritarian COVID-19 lockdowns, which it won't. It's always the next thing. Government and public health officials are now desperately trying to process as many people as possible through their new vaccine conveyor belt system, which they are. But many young people are also aware that they are statistically a near zero risk forever falling ill from the coronavirus, an inconvenient fact, which the government and its media partners are actively trying to obscure. The new uh, mRNA vaccine that's out there is so unpopular that health workers have resorted to bribing the youth with recreational drugs in order to get them to take it. So there you go. Because they need uh, to see how many of them die. Is that what uh, they're doing? Uh, like a well, study? This is, well, I think that's kind of what they're doing here, to be honest with you, because this wasn't actually approved. Maybe you can clear this up since you're in here. And I, I mean this with all sincerity. Maybe mm -hmm. you can clear this up. The FDA, and I was trying to make this point mm -hmm. to somebody earlier today, the FDA has not approved this vaccine. It was given emergency mm -hmm. authorization. Could you explain right, the, the difference, please? Could you explain the difference, please? Uh, in an emergency situation, they allow medications, treatments or whatever to go through without going through the normal proper channels of extensive research, human trials, blah, 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 blah. That's all it is. It's just a waiver. 
they're just allowing things to go through quickly so without the these... normal due without due process basically okay so they cut all the red tape then so they n- cut all the red tape yeah, yeah, no none of this no, understand something those of you that are actually out there that are listening that are interested in taking this thing do your own homework on it do your own research this is not an fda approved thing it's not I mean, just because the thing that you have to sign says, I will not hold the people who administer this or the manufacturing company liable ever to any kind of problem with this vaccine. When you have to sign away your rights to sue, to take it, really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's terrible. That sounds like something I want to get into. That's terrible. Thank you for clearing that up. I appreciate that. This is out of the New York Post. A cannabis activist group called DC Marijuana Justice, interesting name for a group there, plans to offer weed gift bags to those who get the COVID-19 vaccine in the nation's capitals, the organization has announced. We're looking for ways to safely celebrate the end of the pandemic, which is not going to end. It's never designed to. And we know nothing brings people together like cannabis. So they've called it, they've, they've dubbed this campaign as the uh, Joints for Jabs. That's what they're calling it. So the group plans to hand out free bags of marijuana at Washington, D.C. vaccine sites, both to commemorate what is the hopeful or what is hopefully, hopefully the beginning of the end to the coronavirus pandemic and as advocacy for both marijuana and getting vaccinated. So D.C. is going to change their name to District of Cannabis. Yeah. And they're calling for statehood. So, yeah. OK, awesome. This is so I'm not 100% convinced that this specific pandemic won't end. And, and there, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have nine years before 2030 kicks in. So it's a little early to be, you know. Yeah, but this wasn't uh, supposed to happen this early. They were supposed to do this yeah. a few years down the road. This I, was supposed to be the medium to carry us. Yeah. The, the thing is, though, is this was a trial run. I, that's that's what my opinion of this was. This was a trial run. They seen how easy or how willing people were to capitulate to this, how willing the populace was to follow orders and for how long and basically getting um, control, how to control media. I mean, if you look at everything in a big picture, everything that happened over that last year of what they did, they lied to us repeatedly. They gave us false information. We had unrest. They were playing political games with one side. Well, you can go out and riot and not worry about masks wearing because, you know, your cause is just. But then if you had any other, you know, if you went out to protest or anything else, you're going to kill grandma. I mean, we've seen the political games that they were doing. And how did the how did the population respond? They're only just now after a year starting to really stand up and do something. So if the 2030 thing, if they're really gunning for it, I would say this is a trial run, see how the people respond. And then next time when they do a virus, another one like this, they'll know how hard to hit you, who the problem people are, who the, you know, the, this is all, I honestly, this could easily just be a data gathering. This is just an experiment uh, for the, the actual, the, the real one. So you're saying that, and I, and I, I kind of slightly alluded to this point last year. I said, if we don't stop this now in, I, I don't know, five, seven years, something like that, then they're really going to hit you with something good or something bigger. Because if you don't stop this one, if you do not stop these people cold in their tracks, and I mean stop them, I mean take them out of circulation. You drag them in, you grab a hold of the justice system, and you prosecute them for what they're doing. If that is not done, if these people are not held to account, then it will be what you're talking about, Bruce. It will be that. It will be something five, seven years down the road. Who knows? And that one will carry you to 2030. And then there's no coming out of that. Yeah. And that, that's that's what I'm 
that's honestly what I'm concerned about is that this is just a trial run. This is just a, a test, an experiment. They're, they're just seeing how, how well they could get it done and how, how many games they can play with the people and how willing they are to accept it. So honestly, in my opinion, it was made pretty clear that as long as you have your sports, as long as it's not too inundated with you know, the, the social justice warrior stuff. As long as you have your Netflix and you got the money coming in, all that stuff, you're willing to take it. That, that's if, basically what we learned. And if they can get some of these control mechanisms in, then they'll take that too. So if they can get the vaccine passports in, they'll take that. If they can get the, um, uh, what's it called? Well, I, I mean, if you go back to 20 years ago after 9-11, airports have never been the same since, have they? Never been the same. No. Those useless Sons of bitches that have started that program haven't caught a single terrorist in 20 years. They haven't caught a single one. And you see uh, how many of yours. Didn't we have the shoe bomber? Wasn't there? That like was the, somebody the, that they all yeah. crap. That was, uh, yeah, the Netherlands. That was somebody that they stuck on the plane. The underwear bomber, the shoe bomber. Yeah. yeah. They got him yeah. on the plane. I mean, there were eye, yeah. eyeball witnesses to that. They got him on the plane. And that was the excuse to start doing, to, well, basically cancel your Fourth Amendment. That's what that was. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That that's that 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 is the problem I have with the whole TSA and the all false that flags, though. That, yeah, it is it's that the false flag and the the fact that it violates the Fourth Amendment. I mean, they have to have a warrant to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I and I've heard this argument before about the TSA or well, in general. Why are we employing the government to ensure airline security? Shouldn't that be on the airlines? Shouldn't the airlines be doing that? It's a fair argument. I mean, that's a really fair argument. Shouldn't it be that? Yeah. Because now now what do you have? Now what do you have? In every damn airport across the West, you've got these ridiculous scanners. You've got these useless searches. All of it. It's it's nuts. And so now you have to show up at the airport three, four, five. Well, hell, if you can even fly now, three, four, five hours before your flight leaves so you can get through the gate that you can toss your drink or your food or whatever it is. You got to throw all that out. But don't worry. You can buy something on the other side of that line for three times the price. Don't worry. They, they got that covered. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually another violation of your constitutional rights, by the way. If they confiscate something of you that you legally own and then just throw it away. They have to compensate you for that. That's literally in the Constitution. They have to try, fairly compensate try, you for that kind try of Try winning that argument to somebody that's a TSA worker. Try doing that. Oh, no, you, you, you won't win it with the TSA worker. You would have to file a lawsuit against the government and all that. And you, you just it wouldn't be worth it at that point. Uh, that, that's the whole thing is they're able to do the little things like this, because if you take them to court, it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands to sue the government. And then what you you want on principle. So now people can go in with a, a water bottle. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Like the, the yeah. unfortunately, the fights are so costly that you have to have a, a nearly limitless supply of currency to, to file you know, the lawsuits and use the legal system. And you're not even guaranteed to win that anyway, because there's so many corrupt judges and whatnot in place. So uh, Merck, the uh, pharmaceutical company, they have shut down their entire COVID-19 vaccine program after lackluster data. This is a heavy hitter in, in big pharma, Merck is. And so to see them shut that down, that kind of shocks me a little bit. They're discontinuing their development of their two experimental COVID-19 vaccines after early trial data showed they failed to generate immune responses comparable to a natural infection or existing vaccines. GP, maybe you can jump in here on this uh, and explain some mm -hmm. of this. And this is true. The U.S. drug giant, they have a history of developing uh, vaccines, and they've adopted a different strategy from Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson using a more traditional approach 
and focusing mm -hmm. on shots based on weakened viruses. One called yes. V590, borrowed technology from Merck's Ebola inoculation, while the other okay. V591 is based on a measles vaccine used in Europe. Okay, so they're not doing the mRNA approach? Is that is that what this is sounding like then? That's not yes, what they're doing? they're not. They're not. Okay. That's great. So what they're saying here is, is that they're doing it on the traditional aspect is they're take they're cultivating kind of like what they do with the flu shot. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Taking a uh, well, depends upon the, which flu shot, but the uh, they're taking a, a stripped down form of the virus and giving it to you so you can actually so the markers are there. So your your body's going to recognize a simple form is to say your body recognizes it and produces antibodies as simple as it can. And that's great. Unless the unless they cannot neutralize the material. When we sit up here and we criticize vaccinations, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. None of us are. We're not anti-vaxxers. Yeah, better not be. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm not. I, vaccines are a proven thing. But I'm anti this vaccine, this mRNA garbage. I'm not on board with that because it was rushed. It wasn't given proper authorization and the trials weren't there. And we don't know the long term effects of what it is. And so and people are dying of this thing, but they're dying with mm -hmm. a delay. It's two weeks down the road. Hank Aaron took a COVID-19 vaccine shot two weeks ago, took the second one a few days ago. Now he's dead. I mean, he did it publicly. And I see all these people that are out there. Arnold Schwarzenegger went out and got a COVID-19 vaccine the other day. GP should have seen it. But it's a little difficult to did get a COVID-19. Did he from the needle? Well, no, no. He was, he was sitting there uh, telling everybody about, you know, you get a vaccine, you're saving lives, you're saving everybody else's lives, you're saving your life, blah, blah, blah. But the nurse holds the cap on his arm and then puts the needle back down into the cap and then yeah so he you kind of you kind of need to take the cap off of a needle before you before you can get a vaccine i'm just just saying but my point is is i'm more inclined to be trusting of a vaccination when it's done in the traditional manner like Merck is doing i'm more inclined to be um i guess accepting of that as opposed to something else that's been rushed by Bill Gates. If this company's off doing this on their own, then that means they weren't part of uh, of this other thing. And they're shutting it down because of mm -hmm. what they're calling lackluster data. Is that kind of a is that a slang term you're using in there? I mean, so what? They couldn't they couldn't because get a positive really, result or or what? The results probably aren't as, you know, showing the, you know, that the immune response is better than just or the result, the end. I don't know what to, I don't know what they're getting on the results of death. Are they looking at death results? Is that lackluster? Is it like preventing deaths or preventing infections or preventing illnesses? I don't know where they're going with that. I mean, is it is it people coming down with it? So you know, we know that ninety percent of the people that are exposed to corona this coronavirus right now don't end up having symptoms. Is the vaccine the same in the same level? That'd be lack of that would be lackluster. I mean. But if the results were 99% of every, you know, people did not come down with the virus or come down with uh, symptoms, that would There's, be great results. Well, this is this is all they said about it. This their uh, their spokesman put this out. Uh, they said that both laggards in the vaccine develop or were in the vaccine vaccine development race. Merck finished recruiting the first participants for early stage safety studies near the end of 2020 when the front runners Pfizer and Moderna were prepping to report late stage data on their shots of their effectiveness. Merck received the interim results from its trials this month. The results were disappointing and a bit of a surprise, uh, said their senior vice president of clinical research for infectious diseases and vaccines at Merck Research Laboratories. Both shots generated fewer 
neutralizing antibodies to halt infection than other COVID-19 vaccines and produced inferior immune responses compared with people who had naturally contracted the virus. We didn't have what we needed to be able to move forward. After evaluating the data, Merck senior leadership decided to discontinue the programs and divert resources into the company's efforts to develop COVID-19 treatments instead. So what what exactly are they saying there? They're saying that essentially to say the vaccine getting, is useless because yeah, it's useless normal human response normal human response is equal to getting the vaccine it's the same there's no difference okay that actually that says a lot in my opinion that that right there that research just that alone that says a lot in making a decision in my opinion about mm-hmm. taking one of these other ones that you're being told is some kind of a miracle cure or would you disagree <laughs> <laughs> I'm really putting you on the sp- I'm cure. putting you on this I'm putting you on the spot. It's not a cure. That's what the a vaccine is I understand. not a cure. I understand. But that's what they're saying. Yeah. That's what they're saying. They're saying 90 something percent uh, if uh, whatever and uh, that's what people it, so people by default are taking that as that's what it is. They think that's mm. their key to or their ticket to getting back to normal. It- well, I I don't even know where to begin with the insanity that's going on with our science. So I I, uh... I, I would call it honestly, I would call it it's it's an abomination of science. They've made a mockery of science and medical research. Well, when you bad po- politics sh- and science should not be in the same room. No, they should. You're absolutely agree. right. And and politics are fueling medicine and science, and that is extremely dangerous, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's so extraordinarily dangerous, yes. And that's what's happening. Now, this right here, this, <laughs> Bruce, I told you this last night, and you just kind of sat there with your head cocked to half to the side when I told you this. Only 10 people who have gotten Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine have had severe allergic reactions, and more than 4 million doses have been given out. So see, only 10 people have had severe reactions to it. That's all. Just 10 people out of 4 million. Those are good odds, right? I mean, technically, those are good odds. But the the thing I I cocked my head about was uh, we've seen more than 10 people. A lot more. A whole Uh, lot more. So, I mean, we've had states, countries stop giving out the vaccine, stop the rollout because of the allergic reactions that were happening from it. I mean, so... A lot of European nations are shutting it down because because of what it's doing. Yeah. So it, honestly, it's a. I'm, I'm really concerned with some of the, the the data we were seeing on this too. People dying within a week of taking the, the first or second vaccine. Now the problem is, is they're not associating the two together at all, right? So I'm just we don't have any kind of information there because they're they're covering things up as much as they were with the other stuff. How can we trust them now? to give accurate data saying, well, no, they, they died of an underlying health condition that they had before. Well, how do I know? How can I trust you? You just went through a year of lying to us, gaslighting everything. Why should I trust you now? I, I have no reason to trust you. So the information we're seeing um, with the deaths, as you were saying with, was it the ball player that, that took it and died later? Um, Hank Aaron, yeah. Well, he's yeah, he's there. he's one of many, but yeah, that's that's he's the most prominent yeah. one that we've seen here in the last few days. Using him as the example, well, his death was you know underlying health condition or or something else. That's how they'll list it. They won't tie the it's two together attack. between the, the vaccine and and that's the other thing is a lot of these uh, that are happening like a week later. That's what it is. It's it's a heart attack. So I I, I don't know. It just sketches me out going. Look, you know, these people are dying within a week. There's been these allergic reactions to it and all this kind of stuff. I'm not for having a bunch of government regulation, but we have government regulation and we have a process right now for authorizing medicines, you know, pharmaceuticals, vaccines, all that stuff. And we just skipped all that security stuff that we go through. 
and the vetting process and just wholesale, you know, this is the cure. And we approve something that's never been approved before. It's never been able to be approved approved before. I mean, this is this an entirely new thing. And this, I mean, they've been trying. Gates has been trying to get uh, an mRNA vaccine approved for a very long time, and he's never been able to do it. And he still hasn't been able to do it. But it was given emergency authorization because what was it that he said? The uh, the FDA not being pressured. <laughs> will be uh, key in helping us get approval of this vaccine. And they weren't given approval. They were given emergency authorization. But here, let me ask you this, right, GP, since you're you're here, I'm sorry, I got to ask you these things when mm. you're on, right? We haven't had you here for mm. a couple of weeks. Mm. It appears that this is Dr. Fauci, the sainted Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is now the liaison between the U.S. government, the Biden administration, okay. and the World Health Organization. He's gotten a new job because Trump, the evil dictator, he pulled us out of the World Health Organization. And so Biden had to reverse that and get us back in immediately mm -hmm. uh, because, I mean, we, yeah, we we just we, we need to be in there. So we, we're following the science and we're following mm -hmm. political science. Right. Yeah, that right. right. Yes. Yes. Dr. Fauci says it appears the vaccine will still be effective against the covid variants, all the mutations and everything. It's still going to be effective against that. Now, I have to ask. Since when uh -huh. does a vaccine that you've previously developed for one strain become effective against a supposedly a new mutated strain? Since when does that happen? Dep well, <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking because we have different strains it, of the it flu. It depends upon how, how much it how much it changed. I know, and we have to have a new flu versus right. each one. You know what? I couldn't really give you a good answer on that. I would have to do a lot more digging into this virus because getting any kind of information by the way is next to impossible accurate information accurate information yeah accurate information. Accu accurate yeah. yes so all right well i'll tell you what let's spend the last couple of minutes here if that's the case okay mm -hmm. i thought maybe you had i thought maybe you had something right off the no because they they keep saying a lot of variety variants on this virus but they're oh, not they're giving saying, specific saying, details on what's what's changing with the virus right right it's like, they're just saying i mean is it just a name i'm gonna call this one lucy and this one's steve and this one's frank even though there's the same identical virus no i need to know what's changing and that's the problem what part of it is yeah changing. they're saying there's a, a south african variant they're saying there's a portuguese variant mm -hmm. there's variant they're saying there's a brazilian variant now mm -hmm. uh and and all yeah, these that different, one gives you a great waxing and the UK, yeah, right. And the UK variant, there's now as well. And it's just, it's like they got all these variants that just magically just pop up, right, all at once. And they're all more contagious, but not more deadly. It's amazing how that works. Well, no, the South African one's more deadly. And the Cal new California one's more deadly. But you're opening back up because, well, we don't know why, but you, you, you apparently last week. I told week you, you like, it's the dinner party. It's the Newsom dinner party. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I'll tell you what, let's, uh, let's spend the last couple of minutes here on. Uh, I mean, it's off topic thing, but really it's 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 almost not. Mm -hmm. Biden axed the Keystone Pipeline. So that's gone. And okay. you got a lot you got a lot of union people that are really, really pissed off at this guy because of that. He campaigned on American jobs and American union jobs and all the rest of it. And they've been kind of left out in the cold on this one. And so now you've got unions across the country that are calling up to the White House and saying, what are you doing? We're losing thousands of jobs. We're going to lose thousands of jobs for your decision to uh, to get rid of this. I thought you were on board with us. And he's not the only one. And Bruce, maybe you can jump in on this one. A Utah tribe calls Biden's order on the new oil on new oil drilling. He actually canceled all new oil and gas drilling. All new federal permits to be issued on um, oil and gas drilling gone. Not going to happen. They called it a direct attack on their economy. 
So this is a Native American tribe in Utah. They said that they were blocked on a new permit to drill for oil and gas on federal lands and is a direct attack on their economy and their sovereignty. The I think I believe it's the uh, Utah UTE. Is that right? Utah? Yes. Ute. No. Ute. Ute. Okay. The Ute Indian tribe is seeking a waiver for Order 3395, which uh, Scott De La Vega is the acting secretary of the interior, implemented on January 21st. The order pauses the issuance of new permits for oil and gas drilling on federal lands for 60 days. The order does not impact ongoing drilling, but Biden has said that he wants to ban drilling and fracking on all federal lands as part of a broader effort to fight climate change. So he's really upset a lot of people. So this is just a temporary 60-day ban currently. Apparently. As they work towards a more permanent ban. Right, right. Because they okay. said, well, he said, he says, well, we're going to end fracking. We're going to end fossil fuels. He's actually moved that up to 2023. Apparently, all fossil fuels will be banned in 24 months. So the interesting thing, as far as the Native Americans are concerned on the reservations, they're their own nation effectively. So if they decide, hey, we're going to drill for oil on our lands, can't stop them. The feds can't do anything about it, technically. Right. Um, and if they just so happen to you know, do the angle drilling that they do and just happen to hit one of the pockets on federal land, well, they're still drilling in Native American territory. So honestly, they could easily pull that kind of shenanigan and go ahead and drill that. But I know Native Americans do a lot of the oil processing as well. One of the refineries that uh, from the town I grew up in, uh, Native Americans were going to rebuild it. They ended up not getting proper investments or they moved it to a different location, uh, a better location and, and built it there instead. So it is a profitable thing. Uh, I know there's a lot of union workers, as you were saying, that were involved. I know there's a, a lot of people around here. There's a, there's a big economy of it around here. Around uh, We have a lot of oil and you've got drilling that goes on around here. You've got the, the maintenance and upkeep of it, uh, transportation, and then you have the mechanics and stuff that are involved in all of that. There's, there's a big industry here of that. And we have large storage tanks here. I mean, the, the pipeline capital of the world is here uh, in, in Oklahoma. So, uh, you know, oil is a big deal here. There's a lot of people around here that are not happy about this um, executive order. And think about it from the Canadian side and coming down. Let's Okay, so it comes across the border. Every single part of the country that will deal with that construction and that labor down through there. And more than that, more than that, think about the, and this is something you were mentioning earlier too, think about not just the construction and the amount of business it will bring and the growth it will bring to those areas that are just constructing it, but think about the maintenance on top of that. Right, all the people, all the businesses that will will benefit from the maintenance teams and things that you're going to have to uh, employ, and you're going to have to spring up all the way down through there to deal with that. On top of that, think about the amount of revenue it's going to bring across those particular areas of land that people will collect as royalties yep. for having that pipeline come across their land. Native American tribes included. Yeah, even just the construction of it. You're you're talking about the the hotels, the restaurants. I mean, you're, you're talking about the entire infrastructure of those locales are being affected as well. I mean, that could have brought in a lot of economy to those places. And now it's, it's you know, just... It would have been a whole new oil boom. Would have been a whole new one. And uh, according to... And you're correct about the, uh, the processing. According to, uh, according to Reuters, the tribe, uh, this tribe in uh, uh, Utah, says that they produce around 45,000 barrels of oil and 900 million cubic feet of natural gas a day, a day. Think about that. That's a day. 
That's a lot of oil and gas. That is a lot of oil and gas. And so this order, this executive order, the rescission of this uh, executive order, this is going to put them out of business. I mean, it's it's going to deeply affect their economy and their lifestyles. Yeah, it's going to hurt them. But honestly, the uh, uh, gas prices, just looking at it from that sense, locations went up like 12, 15 cents in two days. After after that order was signed, within two days, the gas prices went up 12 cents. So, I mean, how the gas it's, prices it's in L.A., GP? They suck. What you- <laughs> <laughs> they said they haven't come down at all. <laughs> they don't go down when there's a crisis. They only go up. They go up. I mean, it's three fifty nine. I think right now. God, three fifty nine for a gallon. That's terrible. Where I'm at, mm-hmm. I think it's cheaper over here. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> the uh, all it has to be is a, a dollar. What a dollar fifty a liter? No, no, dollar a liter. I think. Are it's you a dollar one, a liter? No, I think right now it's one. Oh, it's 20, still more expensive. Over I think there. it's like 120 or something. I, yeah, I think. it's still way uh, more expensive over yeah. there. Energy companies argue that bans on federal drilling and the Keystone pipeline will make U.S. companies more, or will make the U.S. more dependent on foreign oil and gas. Uh, well, gee, what as you think, uh, and cause losses of hundreds of thousands of American jobs, which that's what it's going to do. Officials in states like New Mexico worry that a permanent ban on drilling on federal lands will severely hurt their economies. Eliminating drilling on public lands will cost thousands of New Mexicans their jobs and destroy what's left of our state's economy. That was Dale Janway, the mayor of Carlsbad, New Mexico. Environmental efforts should be fair and well-researched, not knee-jerk mandates that just hurt an already impoverished state. And he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. I have a better idea for these governors of these states. How about you enforce the fact that those federal public land is yours? Those federal lands in those states, they're not federal land. They are public land, yes, but it's the state's land. So why not start having the states go in and say, this is our land. We say we're going to continue allowing uh, drilling and Fed, you don't like it. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to try to get violent about it? I mean, because that's all you can do. Uh, or are you going to cut funding? Okay, well, you know what? You're going to cut funding, then we'll just start, you know, ignoring you, the, the federal rule. Unfortunately, no governor has the balls to do that right now. Unfortunately, actually, uh, that's not true. That's not true. I know one that does and he seems to be doing it. He's bucked it the entire time. That's Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Yeah, but they don't really have a big oil business down there. Um, No, they don't. I I was more I was more meaning like the COVID stuff. I mean, now the mayors, the mayors have even bucked him. But, um, you know, at least at least he's trying. I I have to have to give it. uh, It's more I can say for the governor of my state over there. I mean, that, that he's doing it right. And the mayors that are fighting it, well, they're still staying within the Constitution. If they're bucking it, I mean, you can change it at the mayoral level and you as the person that lives under the mayor can, you know, air your grievances to the mayor and you have more control over a, a, you know, a small municipality like that. Anyway, I honestly, all this stuff about the oil and stuff, it just, I I don't, I don't know if this is really going to get people to stand up and, and fight it. And I don't know if these governors are going to do anything about it or if it's going to be like, yeah, OK, well, the federal government said it. You know, the all powerful government said we're not to drill anymore. You know um, what I would do? No, that's not how this works. Yeah. You know what I would do if I were a governor of one of those states where it was going to go through? I would be calling each one of those governors in those other states and I'd say, let's get this ball rolling. You know, the hell with these people. Mm-hmm. Let's we're gonna keep because doing. what what are you going to do if you've got every state from Canada all the way down to Texas? If you get all those governors on board. If you get all of them on board with it and you get the unions backing you for it, that's game over to the feds. That's game over. They'll yeah. back down. They have no other choice. And honestly, if, if 
you know, if it's coming from like through North Dakota or whatever, I don't know where the, uh, you know, where the line is actually at. But let's say it was it was North Dakota, by the way. So let's say let's say the state and Canada decides, hey, we're going to continue doing the deal. Will you will you go ahead and keep doing the deal? I mean, you can go ahead and keep doing it and just have a deal between the states. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't do that. So I don't know. I just yeah. I, I would like to see them do it. I know there's actually a couple governors that would. South Dakota. Um, what, what's their name? God, I forget her name now. Anyway, South Dakota and Florida are the two that'll that'll stand up and do it. Uh, Christy, Christy Nome. Nome. Christy Nome. Yeah. Yeah. So Christy right. Nome would do it. She's been fighting the COVID stuff pretty hardcore. She has. And they had Sturgis, by the way. I haven't heard of a mass death anywhere since uh, since Sturgis of last year of you. No, I didn't hear anything about that. That was kind of swept under the rug. Yeah, yeah. Kind of pushed that one aside. All right. Uh, we're out of time today. We're going to have to go. But uh, it's been fascinating to uh, sit down and uh, talk to you all again. GP, you especially. It's been, uh, it's been oh, great. Oh, yeah, you. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I look at you as a, as a relaxed day when you come in. It's, uh, mm. it's nice to, to take a load off and I don't have to be so serious all the time. So normally I would plug our uh, our social medias and I would tell you where you could contact us on Parlor, But, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a problem there and it's kind of a something that's out of our control. Uh, but, however, we will refer you to this. We do have a Telegram channel. And uh, we know that podcasting is going to be coming under attack in the coming days because there is a uh, there's a full court press, if you will, to use a basketball analogy on any kind of opposite viewpoint. Uh, And that's what we claim to be. So I would encourage you to get on Telegram, go download the apps, free app, join our channel over there. You can search for us. It's a public channel. It's called Dynamic Independence. We'll pop right up, join our channel, and we will be mirroring our podcast from here on whatever platform you listen to us on, to Telegram every single day. So all of those will go out. Plus, we're also doing an exclusive podcast once a week, at least for the time being, uh, that uh, that will allow us to step outside of the terms of service and we can get GP off of those sensors that, that he hides behind all the time and, and he can really tell you how he really feels on uh, on those. So we'll have to get him on one of those here in the coming days. But uh, maybe we can get him on this week. We're not sure. But uh, yeah, please, uh, please do join us over on Telegram. We would really appreciate that. Uh, also, if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. Again, we're trying to grow our audience as much as possible, but we need your help in order to do that. So if you can pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you can give us a rating on whatever platform you listen to us on at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that'll do it for the evening. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you to all the listeners and have a good evening.